This is the Roots Student Ministry Podcast. We are based in Southern California, and our mission is for students to connect, grow, and go in their faith alongside other believers. If you would like more information about us, check out our website at icrossroads.org roots, or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle CSM Roots. Now, let's get into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome to week three of our series called Bittersweet. Okay, let's be honest. Have you ever given up on something because it just took too long and too much time? And I do that all the time. Like my phone takes more, if my phone takes more than 10 seconds to load a video, it is like time for a new phone, right? Or at least like move on to something else. Or popcorn, if that takes more than three minutes to make, ah, it's not really worth it. Or standing in an actual line to get food? Nope, I'll just mobile order. Or driving up to get a COVID test and see that there's more than 10 cars in the line. Maybe I'll just wait and try another day. And so we're not good with things that take a long time. And that is why we have fast food. That's why we have a microwave popcorn, high-speed internet, Amazon Prime, two-day delivery. And we like things to happen quickly. And in most areas of life, that is pretty good. I'm never going to disagree with instant noodles, but there are some really important areas of our lives where our need for speed might just hurt us. And one of those areas is forgiveness. And for the past couple weeks, we have been talking about this idea of forgiveness. We have talked about how at first it can feel sweet to hold on to bitterness, but then we we learn that bitterness is harmful and holding on to bitterness and resentment actually hurts you more than it hurts the person that you are angry with. Then last week, we talked about how much that we have been forgiven and need to learn how to forgive ourselves and others by canceling the, the debt, not the person. And while all of this is true, what's also true is this simple fact. Most of us have tried forgiveness and it didn't seem to work. Maybe you decided to forgive your sibling, but but every time that you think about what they did, you just get angry. Or maybe an ex-friend or an ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend keeps popping up in your life. And while you you decided to forgive them, you still kind of want to tell the world all the awful things that they did to you. Or think about a time in your own life that you needed to forgive someone for something small or large. And we have all said something like, oh, I just can't forgive that person. Or I tried to forgive them, but it didn't really work because I'm still so hurt. And because like anything else in our life, we want results immediately. And so when it comes to forgiveness, we want to feel better now. And this is true if you are doing, if you're the one doing the forgiving. You, you don't want to be hurt anymore. You don't want to be angry anymore. And you don't want that feeling in that pit of your stomach every time that you remember what was done. You just want it to go away. But this is also true if you are the one who did something wrong and needs to be forgiven. You want your mom to move on. You want your dad to stop giving you the silent treatment. You want your friend to stop being angry with you. And when you decide to forgive and do not get instant results, we all tend to think the same thing. It didn't work. And we think the best thing that I can do with the worst stuff that happens to me is not forgiveness because forgiveness clearly doesn't work. And the question is, what do you do now? 
When you have tried something and it doesn't seem to work, do you have any other options? If you gave forgiveness a shot and you still don't feel any better, should you just give up? And I want you to look at a, I want to look at a story today from the very first book of the Bible called Genesis about a guy named Joseph. And the story of Joseph's life is actually a long story filled with tons of smaller stories and plot twists. And we're going to talk about that story as best as I can. It might be a little bit long. I'm sorry. But Joseph, he had the kind of life where one thing after another happened to him. And Joseph was the youngest of 11 brothers, and he happened to be his dad's favorites. He even had a special brightly colored coat that he would wear, which was a gift from the father. And the special coat would remind his brothers that Joseph was their, their dad's favorite kid. And so when Joseph was 17 years old, he had a dream that all of his older brothers and his dad would just bow down to him. And of course, when he told his brothers about this dream, it ticked them off even more. And they hated, their hatred grew to the point where they plotted to kill their baby brother. And there's so much drama in this story, and you'll have to check it out in Genesis 37 uh, to get all the details. But long story short, Joseph ended up getting sold as a slave to the Egyptians. He wasn't killed. And, and then, through a series of unfortunate life events, Joseph was framed and put into prison. But time and time again, the writer of Genesis tells us that God was with Joseph. And so Joseph prospered or succeeded in what he did, even in prison. So fast forward a bit more, and Joseph, uh, and Joseph, while in prison, was able to interpret the dream of two other prisoners, one of which was the king's right-hand man called the cupbearer. And the guy responsible for making sure that no, poisons, no one poisons the king's drink. But fast forward another two years, and Pharaoh, the guy in charge of all of Egypt, had a dream. And remember that cupbearer that we were just talking about? Well, the cupbearer, who is now out of prison, remembered Joseph's ability to interpret dreams. So Pharaoh called Joseph out of prison so that Joseph could tell him what his dream meant. And once again, Joseph was able to accurately interpret the dream. And that the dream was that the whole land was in danger of running out of food and they were going to have a famine for years, okay? So, so Pharaoh was so impressed with his great wisdom that he put Joseph in charge of all of the land, second only to Pharaoh himself. Now fast forward a lot, 22 years after selling Joseph into slavery, his brothers come to Egypt in search for food. Joseph recognized them, but they hadn't thought Joseph had been dead, or they had thought that Joseph had been dead this whole time, so they did not recognize him. And so after a series of tests that his brothers had to pass, Joseph finally told his brothers who he was. And this is what happens in Genesis 45, four, verse 4 and 5. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. So Joseph went through some crazy experiences in those 22 years, being hated by his siblings, being enslaved, being framed, going to prison, then finally being in charge of Egypt. And we see the happy ending when he's reunited with his family but if it were me, I would have taken, it would have taken me a long time to get to this place of happiness. 
If I went through everything Joseph went through, I'd be pretty angry and bitter at my brothers for selling me in the first place. I'm guessing that if I were in power and, and my brothers showed up asking me, asking for help after selling me, I probably would have just kicked them to the curb and say, sorry guys, I'm not helping you, you hurt me. <laughs> but I'm not Joseph. And ultimately over time, we see Joseph make the best out of the worst situations. So Joseph shows us that healing takes time. There isn't a quick fix. There's no feeling better when you forgive. There's no immediate reward. There's no way to get your emotions to follow what you know is true and true deep down. There's no way to make it all immediately better for you or for someone else. Forgiveness takes time. So if you've hurt someone, and they cannot let it go, and you are starting to get frustrated with how much they keep hanging it over your head, give them a break. Forgiveness takes time. Healing takes time. And we don't get to decide how quickly someone gets over a hurt. In the same way, if you have been hurt by someone in your family or a friend, and, and you can't seem to move on as quickly as you would like, give yourself a break, because forgiveness takes time. In fact, one of Jesus' closest followers, Peter, asked in Matthew 18, 21 through 22, he says, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? And the next verse says, no, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Jesus wasn't specifying 490 times exactly, but he knew that when we try forgiveness, it doesn't always stick for us. We forgive, but we pick up our bitterness toward the other person back up again. And Jesus teaches us to keep forgiving as long as you need to, until your emotions catch up with your decision, until the hurt starts to, to hurt a little less. You keep forgiving over and over and over until you start to feel it. For some of you, this is good news because you finally have permission to not be okay immediately. For others of you, this might not be great news. Maybe it sounds depressing because you want nothing more than for someone to get over what you did to them. And you want a quick fix. You want the answer to just be forgiven seven times. Boom. And it would seem a lot easier if this was how forgiveness worked. But Jesus doesn't want forgiveness to be something that meets a checklist requirement in our lives. He wants something to happen in our hearts. He wants us to be healthy emotionally and mentally, and he wants us to have healthy relationships. And that's why he tells us to forgive as many times as we need to until we have healed. In fact, maybe forgiveness isn't a decision after all. Maybe it's not a single event, but maybe it's more of a heart posture or an attitude or a condition that changes our perspective over time. It's not something that you can mark on your calendar and be like, done, but it is something that you can bring healing and change over time. Okay, let's be honest about forgiveness. We want forgiveness and healing to work like an antibiotic. It would be so much easier if we were told to, uh, to take a seven-day prescription and then be, hey, we're cured. But healing and forgiveness are, are more like recovering from a big injury that, than taking a dose of medicine. So when we are hurt or offended or angered by people, it takes time to heal. All healing takes time. Something small like your friend forgetting to text you back that one time, that might only cause like a little nick on your hand. It, it can be covered with just a small 
bandage. Sure, you're annoyed. For maybe for a few minutes, it's like, oh, they hurt me, so I'm just gonna put a little band-aid over it and that'll that'll get fixed. And and you forgive and you you move forward. But other offenses, your parents, they they missed your biggest game that that or that one friend who betrayed you by telling you your secret, telling your secret and changing the way that people think of you. Someone broke a promise to you. Oh, that hurts. You're hurt. You're angry. You're confused. You're trying to get over it, but you can't stop replaying it in your mind. Those offenses are like deep wounds and broken bones. Those injuries, they're big. They hurt and they take time to heal. They, they take a challenging conversation. They, they take repeated clear and clear communication. They take prayer and time with God because those are a lot bigger. And those types of things, the forgiveness takes time. So you have weeks of recovery. You have to go back in for checkups and sometimes your body isn't getting better as fast as the doctor wants. So you were told not to lift anything for a while or told that you have to stay on the couch a bit longer or you're told that you can't text as fast or, or play video games for a while. And, but eventually you'll, you'll go in for a checkup and over time with each visit, your doctor will tell you that you can start doing those things again, little by little. Everyone is different. Every hurt is different, but time will always be part of the solution. I know it can be hard to hear. Dealing with, dealing with healing and pain are not always easy, but there is hope. Even if there isn't exactly what you wanted to, even that, if that's not exactly what you wanted to hear, Take heart, be encouraged. There is, a, there is a way forward. You can forgive and you can find freedom from bitterness. Even if you were hoping for forgiveness and healing to go faster, knowing what to expect makes it a little bit easier to work your way through. And you will get through it if you trust God to be with you and guide you along the way. And I don't want this to sound like a, a, a Band-Aid fix for actual real hurt. So let's talk about some steps that you can take. So chances are you have had someone or a few people come to mind these past couple of weeks as we've talked about forgiveness. It's okay if you're still working your way through the 70 times seven of forgiveness, but it's so much, it's, it's so important that you keep making healing a priority to keep forgiving again and again and again until, finally, until it finally works, as many times as it takes. How do you do that? And it's not complicated, but it will be challenging. So here are three steps that you can take to begin fully forgiving someone. The first one is, is pray for the person who hurts you. And I know that sounds basic, and oh, that's so churchy, but I promise you, Praying for the best interests of that person will eventually change the way that you think of them and even change your feelings towards them. Or if you can't do that yet, start with just being honest with God about how you feel about them and ask God to change their hearts. Yes, even prayers that start with, Jesus, I am hurt and angry, can, God can handle your real thoughts in that. Okay, second, serve them. 
Now, this sounds like a terrible idea, right? Yes, it will go against every instinct that you have, but it will also pave the way towards forgiveness. If you will soften your heart towards them, you may even start to dislike them a little less. <laughs> Serving them could look like making sure that they're not left out of the group text or the, the weekend plans. Serving them could look like making sure that they remember there is a test in third period. You can think of ways to serve that stretch you to work out your forgiveness. If it's not safe to serve them in, in, in person-wise, for the relationship to continue, maybe serving them looks like just reminding yourself they are more than their mistakes. And finally, repeat. Do this over and over and over. Pray, serve, pray, serve, pray, and serve some more. These are the best ways to work towards forgiveness. This is how you make your way through the 70 times seven this is how you heal, not with revenge, not with anger, not with bitterness, not with trying to forget it, but by forgiving over and over again. And if it sounds difficult, you're right. It's not easy, but this is the way forward. And not only that, if we are the one who needs to be forgiven, this is what we want from the other person, right? But more than that, we need to remember that ultimately forgiveness isn't about the other person at all. It's about us. It's about you. It's about me. It's about what's best for you. It's about becoming the person your heavenly father has created you to be, a person who is free because you have forgiven. So let me pray. Father, I just pray that uh, no matter what the hurts that we've experienced, no matter what we have have felt no matter uh, who has hurt us, God, I just pray that you can help us understand that we need to continually forgive and we need to make steps towards forgiveness and not revenge. And so God, I pray that you give us the courage. I pray that you give us the strength to choose forgiveness, even when it's hard. We love you, Jesus, and thank you for your forgiveness for us. So may we just forgive others because of that. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.